And now, it's time for Lawyers for Jesus Radio, lighting our path through law. A show about faith in the law and in the marketplace. Featuring the partners from the law firm Mauk and Baker. Located in downtown Chicago, Mauk and Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, an attorney and a partner at the law firm of Mauk and Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. You can learn more about us by going to maukbaker.com, that's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com, or call 312-726-1243. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up to date on shows, and uh, or visit our website to view our entire podcast library of previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews. Getting older is inevitable, but one thing to look forward to for many is retirement. However, without the right planning, retirement might be hard to look forward to. This episode will be full of valuable advice for anyone currently in retirement as well as those looking to retire in the future. Today, our guest is Eric Thurman, the author of Thrive in Retirement, a book about how to have a meaningful life after retirement. In the past, Eric was a journalist with CBS, owned a television production company, planted churches and other ministries, and led efforts to fight poverty as a CEO for two major anti-poverty organizations. Now, as a retiree, Eric is focused on helping adults over 50 find direction for their lives. Eric, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. It's good to be with you. Eric, somehow I don't think of you as a retiree. That, that, those two words just don't seem to go together. But I don't like the word. It's a funny thing. My publisher wanted the word in the title because they did research, and that seems to be the only universal term people have for this stage of life. But it's uh, kind of a dirty word for me, to tell you the truth. When I retire something, you know, if I'm tired of my coat and I want to discard it and give it away or whatever, I retire my coat. I don't want to be retired where I'm discarded and put aside. <laughs> and I think that's what many people's fears are. So, so let me ask you this. So what has been your retirement experience so far? Uh, I would say the first uh, quality about my retirement was a surprise. I wasn't expecting it to come when it did or how it did. I remember uh, when my 65th birthday came around, I was in India. I was actually leading a ministry that has developed a program for children at risk. It's gotten pretty large. It's in a number of countries now. And I had some donors traveling with me, and I was trying to keep it a secret because I thought there was a, enough prejudice about people being retirement age that I should try to pretend I wasn't. Um, but they figured it out, and they even managed to get me a, a big cake for my birthday and saying me happy birthday off key. Uh, it seems strange because in India, they don't eat a lot of cake. <laughs> they have a lot of I, great I was food, but say, not yeah. cake. But they found a little uh, curry in that cake. Yeah, well, <laughs> it was tra- troubled me that it was devil's food. I thought angel food <laughs> would be more appropriate. Um, I thought everything was set. The organization I was leading asked me for my ten-year plan, and I thought I feel good. I love what I'm doing, and I'm not going to have to think about retirement for ten years. But as it turned out, within about a year, uh, my wife died. I left my executive role, and uh, sold my house, moved to another area, was detached from my support network and my friends, 
um, it became quite a disruptive experience. So I was going to ask, uh, is it a difficult transition? But I think you've kind of answered uh, the question. That sounds horrendous. Uh, <laughs> well, God is good, and, and I survived it, <laughs> and actually good I, things I, I have happened hear, since. All right, so how did you survive through that? And, and you know, you wrote a book on this, Thrive mm-hmm. in Retirement, so we probably want to look at that. Yeah. But given all of those things that happened so uh, yeah. quickly, uh, what happened? How did you do it? Well, I think the operative word that is important in the title of the book is thrive. Uh, retirement is a dubious word, as I mentioned earlier. It, it has a little baggage with it, but I wanted to thrive, and I want other people to thrive. My experience was uniquely personal because of the specific circumstances, and, and you, you knew um, my, my late wife, Penny, and I, I certainly did. we had struggled with uh, years of cancer and so forth, but looked like she was in recovery, and then it came back with a vengeance and so forth. I think everybody goes through a disruptive moment. It can happen anywhere between age 40 and 80, uh, but you're going to have one, Whether and it's going to be more than one moment. For some people, it's when they have an empty nest and the kids move away. They knew who they were, and life had a rhythm, and it all made sense, but now, now who am I? Where is everybody? Uh, or it can happen for someone who's in a professional career. I mean, take your career, for example. You have uh, high influence and meaningful contribution, so many places and such a history of it. When the time comes that you're not practicing law and don't have that context, that's going to be tough. That's going to be a disruptive experience. And we all have it for different reasons. We have to figure out how to kind of reinvent ourselves and find what life means going forward. I think the biggest issue is that people underestimate the amount of disruption that happens at this uh, stage of life. This is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker from the law firm of Malkin Baker. Today, we're speaking with Eric Thurman about preparing for retirement. Eric, I'm listening with uh, ears wide open. You and I have walked together for many, many years. You're usually a little bit ahead of me. So I'm kind of listening to this conversation thinking about, okay, what do I need to know? Um, All right. So uh, we're all going to find ourselves in retirement. Your book is about, you know, if you're fortunate, you will get to. (laughs) I think you're right. Um, Don't don't complain about getting old. You know, that's the only way to have a long life. Yes. <laughs> All right. So tell me a little bit about how do I thrive? I'm about to face a, a disruptive situation. Yeah. H- how do I thrive in that? Well, expect change and embrace change. Learn how to work with it. Here's the naive part that I think we have to battle against. Uh, there's an oversimplistic message that our society sends that what you're supposed to do is reach a point in life that then it becomes all about you, you get to settle back and live happily ever after. Well, frankly, life doesn't work quite like that. The person who hits age 65, according to actuarial tables, has an estimated about 20 years on average left. That means that that's average. (laughs) There's a lot of people who will go 30 or more. Now, let me ask you something. How much did your life change over a 20 or 30 year span in the past? Let's say between age 30 and 50. Did you go through a few things? (laughs) No, just a couple. Absolutely. And we're going to go through a lot again. And yet the world has kind of sent us the message that you're just supposed to kick back and relax and, you know, 
live on an endless vacation, and it doesn't work that way. So there are, in fact, five parts of life that you have to learn how to manage, and I can break those down for you if you like. All right. You know what? We'll start on those five parts. I think the world usually defines about two of those, don't they? You've got that exactly right. The world likes right, to well, talk about with... your health and your money. That's the stuff exactly. that they like because there's exactly. a lot of business interest in that. I can it... sell you annuities or I can sell you Botox, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think the uh, thing that is most frightening to me about the word retirement is endless vacation. Yeah, <laughs> that really scares me. But that's right. All right, so you have five uh, elements to retirement rather than the two that are normally mm-hmm. uh, touted. What what are they? They are. We did the first two. They're not first in priority, but we talked about two of them. We have your finances, which is really not an innate part of you, but it affects your life a lot. So. We count it as part. Then you got your body, you've got your mind, you've got your relationships, and your soul. Those are the five parts of your life. And to thrive means that you're going to be robust and healthy and strong and anchored and happy in all of those five areas. And it's possible. Can I pick up with them something too? Because we talked about this, and I know that you and I are of a common mind on it, but I want to put a piece of scripture on it. Uh, just so you know what God's perspective that. is, this is Ecclesiastes 7, 4. It says, a wise person thinks a lot about death, while a fool thinks only about having a good time. Now, I'm, so not, if I'm, I'm not morbid. If I'm going to follow that scripture that <laughs> yes. you're talking about, what yes. does it mean to think a lot about death, according yeah. to Ecclesiastes? Well, uh, I think one of the best principles is to let scripture interpret scripture. And there's other scripture that talks about this as well. And this is Psalm uh, 90, verse 12. It says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And actually, Rich, I've done that. I put specific numbers on my life. I, I have days that I've counted. Are you ready for it? Actually, I, I have. have. I have I'm, two I'm numbers. I'm sitting here listening in rapt attention. Well, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm confident about these two numbers. I need to be ready and able. So I have to have two numbers. I need to be ready to die tomorrow. That means that I need to have my relationships straight with the Lord and with other people, and I need to have my financial affairs in order so I don't leave a mess for my family, and a lot of people do. But then I need to be able to thrive until age 100 because that's very common now. And we can talk about that if you want to delve into how many people are living to 100 these days. I um, am listening to this, and I'm just thinking, um, how do you go about really answering the questions that you're doing? How do you get organized like that? But I'm hearing that this is really part of the fifth aspect that you talk about, it, which is your soul. Mm-hmm. And um, Eric, one of, one of your highlights or qualities has been uh, your desire to be productive for the Lord mm-hmm. all the way through. And, and it seems to me that these tie in very, very well. Let me do this. We are coming up on a, talk, on a break. So coming up, we will talk further with Eric Thurman about his book, Thrive in Retirement, and what legal aspects need to be considered uh, when planning to retire. I'm Rich Baker, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker, partner in the law firm of Malkin Baker, and we're talking with Eric Thurman, author of Thrive in Retirement. Eric, when we left, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the legal aspects. Um, give us a little more detail on that. Well, I'll tell you honestly that what's happened to me is I have been very fortunate after losing my, my wife that uh, we raised a family together. Uh, I later was introduced by a mutual friend to a wonderful woman who had lost her husband to cancer, and we have married. Her husband was an attorney. And as I was working on this, I realized that I needed to get my personal affairs in order. And she thought she was all set because her husband was a very competent attorney. But looking over things, realized there needed to be some updated documents related to their estate. And that's true. I also learned that there's a lot of material that doesn't normally get put in a will. And it's uh, really critical if you don't give your family this information. Uh, well, let's I, let's talk about that. Yeah. I do a lot of wills and yeah. <clears throat> estate planning. Uh, teach me what I need to, to uh, add <laughs> well, to add to the repertoire. There are several pages of three documents in the back of my book, and I can also give people a way to get this downloaded free over my website. Uh, that cover things like preventing what happened with my late mother-in-law when she died about a year ago. I started getting Facebook messages from her. Somebody had hacked her account. We, yeah, that's pretty scary. Oh, it's an awful experience yeah, and yeah. very painful to the family, but we didn't have her passwords. Uh, the thing that I've learned talking with some psychologists who do a lot of family counseling, they say the worst single moment in the history of a family is around a funeral and that produces disruptions and conflicts over who gets what and who's going to be responsible for what and all the things that are imponderable about where did grandpa have an account and who's got the savings account password and all that sort of stuff, which isn't the material that typically goes in a will. So there's a lot of additional information. So what I've produced is an overwhelming <laughs> checklist, and I'm not expecting everybody to fulfill it all. However, any that you do will be a great blessing and a way to show love to your family that you've provided information that they need to know after you're gone. So that's part of when you said the two times that you need to know yes. are if I were to die tomorrow. Yes. And that, so that's part of your planning and that whole uh, perspective. I think that's very valuable. So how do people uh, find this checklist? Give well, me, when, when the book is out in February, they can <clears throat> buy the book and it's printed there. But I actually like the, having it in a Word document so that I can just type in the information. And I've told my kids and my wife, where to find that uh, document that has all the updated information in it. And you can download a free Word copy from my website, which is amazingage, A-M-A-Z-I-N-G-A-G-E dot com slash resources. And you'll be able to find it there. And there's three different documents. One for things people need to know. If you are alive and incapacitated, what are your wishes? Most people prefer to die at home, but don't because they've never made it explicitly clear. Uh, then there is a document that will prompt you to some messages you may want to leave behind for people after you're, you're gone. And people aren't sure where they stand with you or whatever. I'm going to prompt you through a few people that you might want to write notes to. And then the last one is information people need to know uh, what your intentions and desires are uh, for what happens to all of your stuff after you're gone. And it, it really isn't even just about the dollar value. People 
uh, really get upset about grandma's old pitcher made of cut glass that is worth $5 at a garage sale, but it has strong sentimental value and can cause a rift that lasts for years in families. So get all this stuff in order. Again, well, not only that, when you say that, I think it is really incumbent upon the the uh, persons writing their wills to kind of set the stage before they die. Yes. Oh, um, yes. My, my mom and dad did that. And so the potential squabbles that we might have had as kids, they kind of settled them beforehand and said, this is what I want. And... Let's do it, guys. And, yeah. and that was so, so helpful. But, you know, it's an awkward thing to do that. So Some you, people you avoid really it because to... they're afraid of facing their mortality. But as believers, we especially, as Christ followers, want to be able to face the future without fear and to show love to our family. Absolutely. Uh, yes. All right. You know what? You, you said two things. Now, okay, so the financial is one part that's always focused on, but there's so much more to life than than just money, um, and just organizing our affairs. Uh, tell me about a little bit about living in retirement. About it seems to me the one of the things that I want to do is be productive. Yes, good for you, uh, because you know the Bible says in Ephesians two ten that you were made for certain things. You are God's creation. You're His handiwork. You are. His, uh, his almost hobby, actually the word, if you go back to the original in it, basically says you are his poem. You are his creative expression, created in Jesus Christ, for what? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. Now, you do not have, like my milk carton has, a use by date or best by date. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> we've, we've taken that attitude sometimes that... Uh, you know, I'm uh, by age 65, I'm done. You know, I'm just going to kick back and sit in my rocking chair. No, no. Uh, there is no expiration on our time limit that God has things created for us to do. And if we will invest ourselves in that, not as obligation, but as joy, we have something meaningful we can do with ourselves. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Rich Baker of Malkin Baker. And today we're speaking with Eric Thurman about retirement and how to do it well. Eric, so so I know what one of your modus operandi is uh, taken from uh, the book of John in terms of our calling to be productive, yes. uh, to be fruitful, I think, is a biblical word. Yes. So how, how do you do that in retirement? What's the scripture say about it? Well, a couple of verses are really uh, potent for me. One is Psalm 92, because I like the promise that's in it. It says that I can stay fresh and green you know, comparing me to a tree. Instead of being an old dead branch, I can stay fresh and green. The beginning of that verse says, I will still bear fruit in old age. Hmm. So when I think fruitfulness, this is Psalm 92, 14, I'll bear fruit in old age. I'll stay fresh and green. This is the way that you do it. Now, back again, you've heard me talking. We've talked for hours around the, the story of the vine and the branches in John 15. Do you know that Jesus actually said, this is a direct quote from John 15, you can do nothing. If, if that's what you want, if that's what your retirement wants to be, you can do nothing. <laughs> that's right. And, and the rest of what he said was, without me, it's going to be without me. Because if that's... I am connected to that vine, I'm going to be fruitful and my life is going to have meaning. I've got something to bear because I'm green and fresh. And that's the promise of God. That's not an obligation. That's a great promise. Never kind of saw it that way before. I, I like that quite a bit because that's a um, 
it's a striking statement. You can do nothing apart from me. Yeah. So, um, so how are you staying green? <laughs> well, how are you doing that? One of the ways that I do it is I had to uh, wrestle with a comment that I heard from people when I began asking around, what do you think about retirement? And the most common comment people gave me was, I just want to be happy. As a Christian, maybe we prefer the term joy, but whatever that positive expression is, uh, I want that. But I had to come back to what makes a person happy or joyful. And as I dug into it, it really comes down to three things. You can list a hundred things that you think make you happy, but it really always has three things in common. Purpose, pleasure, or peace. The trouble with fun is usually that's a diversion as opposed to really something that's giving you lasting pleasure. But purpose, pleasure, and peace applied to each of the five parts of your life, your soul, your mind, your body, your relationships, and your finances, that's the answer. And I, I elaborate on all of this in this absolutely wonderful book. <laughs> I'm going to hold it up Why by my microphone so you, about... everybody can see it. See, I'm holding it close to the microphone. <laughs> Thrive in retirement. Yes. So you told me it's not out yet. When is, when's it coming out? It's released at the end of February. And there's a, an advanced chapter you can download for free, again, from the website amazingage.com. And there's going to be specials for that. And there's other resources there, too. Like uh, there is a six-week small group uh, type course that you can use is a one-day intensive workshop that churches like Willow Creek and the campus churches in the Chicago area, uh, they've held these workshops. So all that information is also at amazingage.com. So, you know, one of the th questions that I have is you lost your first wife yes. to cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, you've remarried. Mm -hmm. How does that remarriage work into uh, these five uh, different parts of retirement? And, and how has that worked? Well, it's working great. I am so thankful. Uh, some people don't get to enjoy a good marriage. Either they're not married or they're not in a good one. I've had two of them, and so I'm supremely blessed. And I've got some pretty good friends, too. This guy, Rich Baker, is pretty nice. Um, but the, the thing is, Diane is very different from Penny. What is the same about them is we had to work through the same five areas of life. And I had to learn how to build a life. We had to learn how to build a life together in these same five areas. And so that's why this book is important, is it gives you a framework to understand life, actually at any age, but especially in this third stage of life when we're entering these advanced years. Well, Eric, uh, we're nearing the end of this. Give us the title and how we can get it again. <laughs> well, it's going to be sold in, you can even pre-order it now, in all the places where major books are sold, uh, Christian book distributors, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Uh, it's published by Waterbrook, which is a division of the largest publisher in the country, Penguin Random House, called Thrive in Retirement. And there's also information about the book and about other free materials at amazingage.com. And look it up. I'm delighted to have people indulge in it. I've uh, been getting some very good feedback from the preview copies that have gone out to reviewers. Eric, thanks for speaking with us today. Um, if you have a legal need or a question and want a perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Mauk and Baker. You can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at maukbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. You're going to have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're going to have to serve somebody.